It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. Today's episode, from Tuki to Tuka, not much has changed, right? Just kind of just, just going into this whole gang thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, just going into this whole gang thing, right? So, the first thing I want to just, just go ahead and just start writing a bat and say is that the, a lot of y'all here in 2022... Y'all do realize that these gangs that you want to be a part of, a lot of them were first led and ran and even started by what we would consider children. These were kids. You see what I'm saying? These were kids. Now, I don't know the accurate age, but Tukey Williams, for example, which is one of the leaders of the Crips, when he was first getting active, running around beating people up and they was recruiting other California, well, I'll just say LA, LA gangs or crews to become a part of the Crip Nation rather than being like by themselves. He was a he was he was a teenager. I've heard the age, I've heard ages between, I mean it's a mixture of things. I've heard 12 years old, I've heard 15 years old. I've even heard 17. Either way it goes, those are kids. We consider that a kid. That's a child. At your grown age, you would never let a 15-year-old guide you into something this dangerous, something this detrimental to your life. Right? In a regular state of mind, and this is how I know mental illness and delusion is a very, very major thing in the black community. In a regular state of mind, you would never want to join an organization that has been around for over 40 to 50, 60 years, right? We're not just talking about crippling and blood, we're talking about gang, a lot of these gang, the main gangs that you see niggas want to be a part of anyway, blood, crip, GD, BD, all this other stuff, right? I guess depending on where you live, maybe even vice lord, right or wrong, Right? Why would you want to become a part of an organization that has that has no fruits after all those years, after decades? I mean, it's to the point where the people who first started these gangs, they're old men now. And a lot of these guys are senior citizens. They get discounts on Wednesdays at grocery stores. And nothing good has come from it. The Crips, the Community Revolution in Progress, that's what Crips stand for. But there's been no Community Revolution. And there's been no progress. See what I'm saying? Here we are, over 50 years later, right? Am I doing the math right? I mean, they would say about 1969, something like that, right? So we, 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 we'll just say 1970 to be fair, right? 2022 minus 1970, 52 years. You're talking about something that's been around for over 52 years. It's older than me. It's older than you probably listening. Right? Some of y'all got parents that aren't even 52 years old yet. Right? Where's the school? Where's the little hospitals? Can a crip woman have a baby without going to the LA General Hospital? Or whatever state, you know, they're not in LA no more. They're everywhere now. Is there not a is there a, is there a scholarship fund for the Crips and Bloods? 
and GDs and BDs after all this time? Is there is there even a coming home from prison program? We're gonna get you a spot, cause you know it's hard to get a, a place in, in your name when you have felonies, especially violent felonies. Is there is there is there you know we can get you a spot? He get a little bit of money. Here's a car. Here's a job. We got a network of niggas who you can you can reach out to, depending on what state you're in. We'll, we'll, you do they even have an office? Is there not a crip office you can call and or a blood office and play? Like, hey yo, what it up? It's 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 a uh, dusty loke. Yeah, I just came home from the joint. I'm over here and um I'm in Atlanta. Yep, on the east side. He said, okay, okay. All right, you gonna email me now? The, the list of names and numbers I need to call to get a job and get it on my feet. Other crips that's in place. Okay, cool. Nah, there's nothing, bro. Ain't no nothing. You better off being a Boy Scout. For real. Joining a bike club or something like that. Join join a bowling team. I mean, that's that's the best gang you can join right now. So get you one of them little... Go sign up for a little bowling team. If you want to know how to do it, you can go to a bowling alley. Hang around. You'll eventually meet somebody. If you're good at it, you just say, Hey, guys, I want to join your bowling team. They might let you in there. They always like to meet new people. I used to work at a bowling alley. They would come in there all the time. It'd be all kind of different little teams that come in there. They they practice. They wear their little shirts. Yeah. I used to work at a bowling alley. It was nice. It was fun. It wasn't just a bowling alley. It was also like they had video games, laser tag, all kind of stuff. A place called Stars and Strikes. You should check it out if you ever, you know, want something to do. Clean fun. You know, instead of gangbanging. But check this out. Like, this shit has a, you know, there's, there's been nothing good to really come from it. So Tuca, Tuca was murdered at 15. This Tuca is so, his name is so famous, right? You hear people rapping about him that don't even know what they're rapping about. Smoking on Tuca and all this other stuff, right? This is a, this is not a rapper. This is how negative this gang stuff has gone. This is how far it's gone, right? This is not, this is not even, I wouldn't even say that because that's, that's going to put a cap on things. We don't want to put a cap or limitation because this shit has gone way more negative than what I'm about to say. But I'm about to just show you how a gang member who was not a rapper, he was not famous, but yet his name has been in more songs than a lot of other, a lot of other people who do rap, right? He was murdered at 15 years old. That's a child, 15 years old we have people dying in school shootings and we feel bad for them because they're children he was murdered at 15 years old and his mother god bless her soul his mother and this is what motivated me to do this episode i like i bet need to talk about this his mother has to live seeing her son be disrespected over and over and over again a 15 year old boy now, the dudes who are disrespecting her son, the Chief Keeps and Lil Durks, these guys are now in their 20s. How old is Lil Durk? Um, Lil Durk is now 29. Damn, Lil, I didn't even Wow. Lil Durk is older than me? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Lil Durk will be 30 this year. Damn. I didn't, Brad, that just blew my mind. <laughs> I had no idea, I'm telling you, I had no idea Lil Durk was, was, was older than me. Lil Durk is 29 years, I thought Lil Durk was at least 24, 25. I, I could have sworn that's what I was going to see. Lil Durk is 29 years old, he was born October 19th, 1992. Damn, Chief Keith is now 26 years old. 
He'll be 27 this year. Right? Now, I haven't really too much heard, like, much from these guys about this topic lately, but I'm pretty sure that the disrespect is still there, right? Um, you know, what about this guy? So, I'm going to show you something, right? So, O-Block was named after Odie Perry. Odie Perry was 20 years old. Tuka was 15. You probably heard Chief Keith rap about this guy named Fathead. Who they also disrespect. I think he was like 14 years old. And he was a 14 year old. This is kid stuff. This is kid stuff. You know? And it's sad to see how many grown men are still like really on this stuff. Now I got homeboys that, that are that are gang members that are grown ass men. Luckily for me, the type of homeboys I have that are gang members, they're not like whatever, whatever, but it's still a certain sense of immaturity to me, in my opinion. You know, and um, I used to gangbang myself. And um, luckily I was able to maneuver away from it before I had done decades or serious time behind it. You feel me? Like, so it's, you know, and you, you really got to think of, so all right, I'm going to just talk. I'm going to just be real. Let, let's just have an open conversation, right? So I got a homeboy who's older than me. He's 30 something years old. He's probably like 32, 34 years old. And He's a he's a blood, right? I ain't gonna say his name or anything. He's a blood. And he's very, very talented, this guy. Very smart. He's like a young entrepreneur. He's very talented with the music. He raps very positive vibes. I mean, I haven't heard a gangster song from him yet. All his music is very almost it's almost kind of backpackish to be honest with you. Like it doesn't even have a gangster element to it most of the time. You know what I'm saying? He, can, he, he, he he has the look. You see what I'm saying? So I don't think he feels the need to really do too much. But most of his music is more poetic, if anything, right? He has a daughter. He always has a job. Ever, ever since I've known him, and I've known him since high school, he's always had a job. Uh, all these things. You know, he's a pretty, pretty, for the most part, clean-cut guy. I mean, don't mess with him, but he's he's put a lot of that hoodlum shit behind him, you know? He kind of reminds me of Jay-Z. Y'all remember when Jay-Z converted from the do-rag to the suit? Remember that? Like, that's that's kind of my boy, right? He, he wears suits and stuff, and he dresses really nice. Um, he's big on fashion, things like that, right? I mean, he's just a very elevated man, in my opinion. Like, he's someone that, you know, people my age and, and younger, we could somewhat look up to him and aspire, and aspire to be more like him in our own realm or be inspired to do things like what he's doing he's but he's gonna he always flies that flag and you know me and him spoke about him go ahead and you know rolling me under with him his set is a set that goes by the name of sex money murder now i've been i've been talking to this guy for years right and i can genuinely say that i kind of felt like the most immature conversation that we ever had 
between us was a conversation about, you know, me joining the me joining Sex Money Murder and the stuff I would need to know and these this guy Pistol Pete, I need to look him up and learn about him. And it's just like, but we're above Pistol Pete. You see what I'm saying? Like you're above Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete was a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Like Pistol Pete was like, this is saying we glorify too much negativity in our community as it is. I feel like that's a step back. And I was with it at first, but after a while I started thinking, like, do I really want to be represented by a, a, a group of people that go by the term sex, money, murder? I don't want that shit associated with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the most important things in my life. I'm trying to get away from those three things. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, yeah, I want money, but like, I don't want to idolize money and it to be something that's so big that I don't ever want a nickname like Dollar Bill or... You know what I'm saying? No offense to the rapper currency, but I wouldn't ever want that as my name. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I want money. Of course, we all want money to do great things, but I don't, you see what I'm saying? I don't want that. Like, I feel like I'm about to almost be 30 years old. First of all, it's done. It's done for me to join any gang, let alone if I'm going to join a gang, I don't want it to be something called sex, money, murder. That sounds like something that appeals to children. You don't even, you know, and I never told them this, uh, you know, but it's like you 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 don't even you're not even like that like you know what i'm saying like you ain't out here trying to murder nobody you don't worship money i ain't never heard you even talk about money like that you get money but you don't be out here acting like that you don't ever get on the gram and hold up stacks of money and we know you getting money as far as the sex like okay cool like but i, I don't need to link up with a bunch of men in order for me to promote my sexuality or how much i enjoy having sex But then you have to stop and think about the, and this is what I'm, this is the point of this episode, the immaturity levels that these young men were at when they started these gangs and crews that now so many very mature, wise men have latched themselves onto to feel loved, feel cool, to find a network of people, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, we are all... Even the, even the kids, because, you know, we're in a different time. It's not the 90s no more. We, we come from a very enlightened place. You know, we're all following behind, ultimately, very dysfunctional kids. You know, like we've, we've literally latched ourselves to people who come from broken homes. You know, their parents was a daddy was a pimp or a gangster. Mama was a hoe or a drug addict. These kids were in and out of juvenile from the time they was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. They were bullies. When you really look into the history of, like, for example, the Crips, th- those guys were bullies. Bloods pretty much had the form to say, hey, y'all not going to come over here and bully us. And those guys over there around the corner, they're with us too. And those guys, we're going to go ahead and link up with them as well. That's all the Bloods really were. The Bloods are ultimately a response to the Crips. The Crips were bullies. When you listen to the story of Tookie Williams, he was a bully. He was a, a naturally already kind of bigger kid, and he started working out at an early age, so he had a little tone to him. See, this wasn't the, this wasn't today where everybody was all skinny. This is back when niggas wanted muscle or fat. They, they didn't want to be no small ass dude. And he went and and this nigga Tukey Williams went around beating people up, taking their lunch money, just bullying, and trying to. That's why a lot of crip sets don't get along to this day. They don't want to talk about it, but truthfully, the real reason why a lot of Crip sets don't get along to this day is to the point where you have Crip sets who beef with other Crip sets more than they even beef with Pyrus or Bloods or Mexicans is because 
they weren't, they didn't really want to be Crips. You know, they really didn't, they really don't like these niggas. But it might be one mutual nigga in between them that brought both of these two different crews into the nation of Crippin. But truthfully, they still don't like them niggas over there. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, this was all started in immaturity. A lot of these set beefs didn't even start on some like gang gang shit like y'all think that they really started because somebody smashed somebody's girl. They really started for real. Somebody, somebody done took somebody's girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like these are immature things. I mean, people dying over hand signs and colors, you know, and streets that they don't own and they don't do nothing good for like streets that really want to get rid of them. The majority of the resident residents on those streets that they put on, they tattoo on their bodies would love to kick their ass out. You know what I'm saying? And if you snatch them from these neighborhoods, they no longer have their identity that they fall on. And then at the end of the day, what I want the young men that's listening right now to realize: before you join a gang, or if you, you know, whatever, if you're in a gang, just remember this, bro. Like. And oh, for all y'all who say, oh, well, I can't get out, though, Tommy, you can do whatever you want. Because before you, first of all, if you was really around some real solid ones, and you would know, before you a blood or a crip or a GDRBD, you're supposed to be a man first. If, you know what I'm saying? I done, I done did it. I done had my own gang. I ain't want nobody in there who I felt like I could just tell what to do. No, it's gotta be a, a a round table type thing. You know what I'm saying? And this was this is this is how it's supposed to work. But here's the thing about it, bro. It's the dumbest thing you can do. I've watched this shit literally capture black males all over in my life, and they're they're literally confined by it. They can't eat certain foods. They can't wear certain clothing brands. They can't go to certain places, all because they're in the game. I'd have been locked up and seen it myself. I, I, I was locked up and I saw a dude talking to a dude like they were friends. And next thing you know, another dude walked up to that dude and then they two went and talked and then they went back and they, they, they talked to that dude he was just talking to who he was his friend, right? Somebody he was friends with. And then they had to go jump the dude. Then when they was done jumping him and beating him up, he back talking to him like they friends. Because it ain't nothing personal, bro. It's just gang business. Mind you, this dude who walked up to this dude, they don't know each other on the streets. And that was another reason why I didn't want to join. You know, or rejoin, shall I say. Because at the end of the day, I knew like, okay, I'm not going to always be with you and y'all niggas. Because him and his friends, they're real... You know, the, they're sex money murder, but they're real mature with it. They're all older. You know what I'm saying? This is older niggas. Like, you feel me? Trying to come together and use this really um, already set out thing that they've been doing their whole lives to kind of build better business, which is cool. But at the end of the day, you're part of one of the most immature sets out of all bloods, actually. Sex money murder. I mean, literally, out of all the bloods, I mean, you just meet some of the most immature young men from that specific set, you know? Um, you just do. You know, you, you have to really think about think about this, bro. Like, think about how captivating this shit is. Like, it's to the point where you have people that are from Atlanta and they claim neighborhoods they've never even been to. 
They say they roll in 60s. They say that they're Inglewood family bloods. They say that they're Pyrus from... It's like, nigga, you're from Decatur. You're from Bronx. You're from Brooklyn. Like, y'all are claiming neighborhoods you've never even been to. You don't think that's a little weird? At 20-something years old, you talking about you were rolling in 60 neighborhood crib? You don't, you don't find that a little odd? I mean, how would you feel if y'all had something? Okay, in Atlanta, we got a lot of shit. We got this thing called Fam Goon. And LA niggas just started claiming Fam Goon. Talking about, yeah, nigga, West Side Zone 1, nigga. Yeah, West Side Zone 1, Atlanta, homie. Yeah, West Side. We be like, the fuck wrong with these groupie-ass nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we would be like, what's going on? Like, could you imagine a, a real LA nigga talking about something? And he got Zone 1 bankhead tatted on his body? This is a nigga that never been to Atlanta day in his life. He don't have no real friends in Atlanta that he ain't ever met in real life. But he got zone one bankheads added on his body. We would look at him like he was crazy. Could you imagine an Atlanta nigga with uh, Brooklyn, New York tatted on his stomach just because he joined some Brooklyn-based gang? How crazy that would look to us. That's, well, that's how the, all of America is looking right now. And even some other parts of the world where y'all are claiming California-based gangs. You know? And when you're when you're young, dumb, full of cum, I mean, I mean, how, who am I to judge you? But once you hit those older ages, you, you it doesn't hit you like how I mean I mean look at it this way, right? You have people who become Boy Scouts when they're what? Boys. Have you ever seen a grown man talking to you about he's a Boy Scout? No. I was a Boy Scout when I was a kid. Yeah, I was a part of one of the only black, all black Boy Scout troops in Georgia at New Birth Church. Bishop Eddie Long, Bernice King, all kind of people went to our church. When uh, Left Eye died, she had her funeral at my church. Left Eye used to live in my neighborhood behind, behind my house. I met Left Eye. I talked to her mother for like a long time too. Me and her mom sat outside after she died. I went to New Birth. We had a Boy Scout troop there. I was a Boy Scout. I'm now 28. I don't remember none of that shit, bro. I mean, I remember what we did. I don't remember all the oath and all of that stuff that I like, all that stuff I learned. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you you, you know, you see what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, like, bruh, you gotta, you gotta leave that shit alone, dude. That is something that you just, a lot of y'all started game banging. A lot of y'all are like my age. You started game banging when you was like, what, 12, 13, 14 years old? Is there anything else in your life that you still do from 12, 13, 14 years old? You still playing that little uh, eighth grade middle school football team? Like you let go of everything, but you can't let go of this gang thing? Cause let me guess, cause it's full life. I, I, I signed up for this shit. I only blood in, blood out. That, 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 that's what they told you. Look around though. Is it really blood in, blood out at this point? Is it really? You know what I'm saying? Because by now, you should have stepped out of your neighborhood. By now, you should have went off to school, went off to the army, went off and fell in love with some girl, went off and tried, like, you you know what I'm saying? So, like, how are you even still around this stuff like that? Because by now, even if you are still around it, there should have been some type of elevation from the people around you. You see what I'm saying? 
there should be some type of elevation. So to the point where when you talking to the same niggas who might have back in the day, hey, blood, what's cracking, cuz, and all this other stuff. Now they're like, what's up, bro? You, you, y'all, y'all good, man? Y'all seen that game last night? But these your blood homies, you know. Y'all might do the little shake, y'all might piece each other up, but still, like, y'all should be done with all of that other stuff. Y'all might wear your little red every now and then, take little pics, you know, because you know. It's always gonna be in you. I don't, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I just want people to realize that these organizations have been around for over 52 years, and they have not progressed, have not uh, put out anything good. Now I'll tell you what they have done. They've caused a lot of people's mothers to cry. Right? They stole a lot of our talent. Y'all think about how many young boys gangbanging or not even gangbanging. Maybe they got a homeboy or a brother who gangbanged or they just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, there were basketball players that were very smart, could have been great lawyers or even college professors or something like that. But they gone now because of gangbanging. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about all of the property that's been stolen. You know, you know what I'm saying? You got to think about all of the murders, all the robberies. Like, this is what has come from this. It has spread out. Right? These gangs, they started in these small cities, in these really small sections of these small cities. And now they're everywhere. So now what was started in L.A., has leaked into almost every major city of America and it's and it's caused more death. I can only imagine the number of black men that would not have died had the Bloods and Crips and GDs and BDs either A, never formed or they just stayed where they were at. You see what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it this way, brother. Like, you got to think about how... I'll read a book, bro. And I don't know if it's a true story or not, but it's a book by a blood nigga, bro. Who had who moved from Phoenix to New Jersey, bro? And there's a lot of violence that went on on some gangbanging stuff, blood versus crip stuff in New Jersey, in the New Jersey part of the book. And it's like, bro, here you are in New Jersey doing drive-bys on crips. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and people don't realize how much these things have a, a hold on you, like. As much as I talk, I still can't bring myself to wear an all blue outfit. Like when I when I wear blue, it has to be in a I don't know, it's just a certain I I just can't bring myself to wear an all blue outfit. My family and friends know don't buy him nothing blue. And here I I've been I've I've been long gone from this thing for over 10 years. And I'm telling you, I still can't bring myself to wear the color blue. I still don't like blue cars, blue clothes. I don't like my girlfriend wearing blue fingernails. None of that shit. Especially royal blue. I can't stand royal blue. And for everybody listening to someone saying, well, we don't color bang no more. That's cool. When I was doing it, there was definitely still color banging. Okay, red dickies, red chucks, red laces, red hat, blue chucks, blue laces. Like, yes, there was still a lot of colors. But then once again, I'm not even from California. So look how stupid we, we, we really look. You see what I'm saying? That's how, but that's the thing. And that's the impression that has on people, you know? Like, nothing really productive at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's a pipeline from this gang banging to go to prison. Because truthfully, the only real place that the gang banging really works and it's really effective and it kind of has its use and you get to see it in full motion, especially these days, is the jail. 
mind you that a lot of this shit comes from jailbirds you know even when you look at the way a lot of these guys used to dress back in the days that was jail clothing the poses that was jail poses this was this is a jail like i want you to show you what you're following you're following a jail-based poverty-based dysfunctional-based immature in age and wisdom and experience-based organization like that's what i want you to realize bro you know that's what i want i mean this is what you're following if i told you that up front you would never want to join nothing like that you know what i'm saying like you like nobody's ever played this game and won i don't know why everybody thinks they're gonna get into it and it's gonna be different for them like and for y'all who say, what about Suge Knight? Well, what about Suge Knight? Or what about Snoop Dogg? Well, what about Snoop Dogg? Did Snoop Dogg win because he was Crippin' or did Snoop Dogg win because he's a rapper? How many niggas that came from the same neighborhood Snoop Dogg came from at, at the same age as him that banged the same set? How many of them dudes, how many of those dudes made it in life? So where would Snoop Dogg probably be if he couldn't rap? You see what I'm saying? Mine, they didn't have video games back then. You could get famous playing video games. They didn't have YouTube. How, where would Snoop Dogg be if he didn't rap? Honestly, probably, he'll tell you himself where he'd probably be. Honestly. It ain't to disrespect him either. I'm just telling you the truth. Where would Snoop Dogg be if he didn't rap? So you can't compare yourself to Snoop Dogg. You say, well, Snoop Dogg did it and, and, and Young Nudie did it. You're not Young Nudie. You're not Snoop Dogg. You're not none of them niggas. So at the end of the day, nothing good has come from it. If I told you right now, hey, bro, if I told even a kid right now, like a little 10-year-old that's impressionable, I said, hey, look, you know what jail is? He said, yeah. You want to go? No, 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 no. Well, forget all that. Look, homie. Hey, look, I got this thing that I got going on. We all come from jail. And we a bunch of little kids. You want to follow me? He's going to be like, hell no, I want to follow you. Whatever he would do if I put a red flag or blue flag in his face. That's what he basically doing the same shit. That's the only place, that's the only place that really works. I mean, even, even I can't speak for other cities, but here in Atlanta, for example, you have a nigga who might be a blood or a crip, right? Out here in the real world. And yeah, he might do a little something, something here and there and go to little meetings and things like that. But it really don't amount to much. But when he go behind that wall, when he goes to jail, even the county jails, you know what I'm saying? That's when it's time to really actually gangbang. That's when, and it, it is still very petty. And like I said, it, it, you get wrapped, in, wrapped up in beefs and wars that truthfully are beyond you with people that in a parallel universe, you'd be probably, be, probably be best friends with. You know, I told, I told this one little dude, couple years ago i said look man you know joining a gang in atlanta right now is like basically signing up to have enemies you would not have signing up to be limited in ways that you would not be limited and just signing up to just basically have a guaranteed network of noodles when you get to jail like but look what come with all those free noodles and you're gonna have to fight somebody you gonna you know and it's probably gonna be other bloods like and oh the biggest job that you're going to have as a blood in Atlanta is just finding out who else is also a blood. I mean, you're not going to beef with Crips. You're not going to build anything in the community. You're not even going to destroy anything. You're going to keep doing the same dumb shit you're doing now. You're just going to be able to do it with a red flag in your pocket if you just if you choose to keep that on you at all times. Like, then when you go to jail, you'll get free noodles, you know, from a couple of the homies. 
And next thing you know, you're having to fight people that you don't have any actual problems with. Where another nigga that's a street nigga just like you, he can go hang out with whoever he want to hang out with. When he go to jail, yeah, he might have to buy his own noodles. Ooh, so sad. But guess what? He don't got to go get involved with I've seen people have to fight. They were just trying to do their little bitty time. I don't see niggas coming in for three, four, five days. Just waiting for a little quick little bond, you know, a little something that might cost them only like four or five hundred dollars. But in those four or five days, just because they happen to be in a gang, right? They have to go get involved with stuff that has nothing to do with them. And sometimes that shit holds them back because then they catch a free world charge and now it's like, damn. So this shit really can put you in more trouble than ever. I done seen a, I done seen a little nigga take a murder charge. And he really didn't do it. He really had nothing to do with it, actually. Like, he literally had nothing to do with it. But his homeboys did it. His blood homeboys did it. They came to the courtroom and everything. And as soon as he took the charge, they crossed him out. They felt like he was a liability. And he just sat up there at 17 years old and took a murder charge for life. A life sentence for them. Didn't tell a word. And you know what's crazy is I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that a lot of these guys that say they don't snitch or say they didn't snitch, they did not snitch because they're just so gangster and so thorough. They didn't snitch because they were scared. In an ideal world, they would have sang like a bird. That little boy would have sang like a bird. I looked in his eye, he would have sang like a bird. But get what? You know what I'm saying? And this happened in the Cab County Jail on the east side. And get what though? He took that charge. So as soon as they took that charge, he wasn't no blood no more. They took the they took the blood title away from him, and they sent bloods on him, and they sent bloods on him. Seen this other situation in the towers, in the Cobb County Jail, in the violent part of the jail for violent felony offenders, and the guy one one little dude. He locked up for killing another blood. He a blood. He killed another blood. That's, I don't know. They. Just, I don't know what's going on with the blood in Atlanta nowadays. It's like they have this this thing where they like go out of their way to kill each other. Like so, he killed another blood, and the blood that he killed. This is. These are kids, by the way. These are kids. Literally, he got moved to the dorm from the juvenile dorm. Because when they first locked him up, he was a juvenile. These are kids. I'm talking about, by the way. And he had, he was, he was in there, whatever like that. He had killed this dude. Everybody knew who this guy was. Even I knew about him. A little young little dude, you know, making a little name for himself. He killed him, right? Um, that dude, uh, I'm not going to say his name. I'll, I'll just make up a name for him. Uh, we'll call him, we'll call him Super Mario. So, so Super Mario from Smash Brothers, right? And the reason the reason why I picked that name is because his actual nickname is like an arcade game like that one. You feel that? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to say his name because honestly, I don't know. I, I I heard he got sentences already and it's already done, but I'm not. I don't. I, I don't know that for a fact. So and it was years ago. By now, he should have been sentenced or something. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so Super Smash Bros. He killed this little dude. That was known in the area, right? So eventually, because it's a high violent felony tower, we had a lot of prisoners that were coming back to the county to face different charges, right? That are already doing 20 years, 10 years, whatever. This one dude came in there. He's a he's a blood too. You know what I'm saying? 
We're going to just call him TK, right? That's not his name, but it's similar. So TK, who's oddly is a crypt doing what, 70 years in jail right now? TK is the cousin of the nigga who got killed. So everybody's like, oh shit. You know, I didn't I didn't know any of this. So people are coming like, yo, that's yo, TK. Yo, yo, big blood, bro. He did that. He down the road right now, man. Yo, you know who that is? I said, nah, I don't know who he is. What's up? Well, Yo, that's such and such cousin. I said, oh, even I was like, oh shit, this finna go down. Hey, y'all niggas trying to make some soups. Let's get some popcorn up in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> cause we thought it was finna go down. But get what? Here's the politic behind it, bro. They both bloods in, in in a small dorm. I mean, relatively small, right? In a small dorm. They both bloods. It's not too many of them, right? Like, so. It was a very organized thing. I mean, imagine somebody telling you or coming to you and trying, maybe not telling you, but trying to negotiate with you to handle the murder of your little cousin in a certain way because of gang politics. Where if it was me and you, me, you, me, as in me and you, the listener that's listening right now, oh, we just go ahead and go at it as much as we want to. Ain't nobody, nothing getting involved. Everybody sitting back and just watching the show. Cause shit, who wouldn't want to see somebody avenge their people, right? Man, these niggas went into the, and these, mind you, these are not like, I want you to realize that these are, these are guys who can fight. These are guys who I've, I've been locked up with the other one again. This is what I'm saying just now. You see what I'm saying? Like, he's not no chump. Like, you feel me? Like, these are not, like, little, like, like lame-ass niggas. Like, the other nigga, Super Smash Bros., like, bro was a... He was, yes, he was a young dude, but he was, like, a pretty known, like, trapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro had money for his age. You know, he had lots of money for his age. To be 16, 17 years old, selling pills and stuff like that. So, basically... What end up happening is these dudes, you know, and mind you, these kids, they think it's so cool. I caught a body. I caught a body. There was an organized fight through the other gang members, the other bloods. They had to organize a fight between these two dudes, a sanctioned fight where they can only fight for a certain amount of seconds and they really couldn't go too hard on each other. You know what I'm saying? Because mind you, Super Smash Bros., he don't really care. Right, he he has no real problem with this guy, but this guy Tay K, he 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 has a he has a problem. This guy killed his cousin. You know what I'm saying? Even if he didn't, even if he wasn't that cool with his cousin, you got to still think about it this way. His cousin, nigga, everybody in the streets know that's your cousin. If niggas find out you went to a dorm and you you was in the same dorm with the nigga who killed your cousin, and he a little nigga at that, that maybe it, that's another thing. See. Uh, Tay K is a little, slightly a little bit older than Super Smash Bros. Super, I, said, I keep saying Super Smash Bros. Mario. He's a little bit older than Mario. Not by much, though. Maybe three years, four years. Okay? And at the end of the day, they gang, they gang, gang, right? You killing people, right? You you know? But they, the politics of it made it very protected, but it, it really protected the wrong person. It protected somebody who would kill another, another blood. I mean, when you think about it, they should have fed him to, fed him to Tay K. Put him in a room with him, lock him in there. Whatever happens, happens. Nobody gonna tell. But you know, because he out here killing other bloods. But but no, 
they went into the room, bro. I kid you not. It was a very, very, cause I, you know, we kept walking by. Cause we, we, they were told, they told all the civilians, you know, they told all, all those quote unquote civilians and niggas who not bloods, don't come look at the fight. So we couldn't even watch the fight. You know what I'm saying? We all wanted to see the fight. We couldn't even see the fight, but we kept walking by anyway. You know, <laughs> just kept walking by. Cause, you know, I was cool with some of them. So obviously, you know, I, I told them who I was and you know, whatever like that. And they was like, okay, cool. And then, and then know my people on the outside. But so I, I feel like they kind of was, was like looking at me. Cause one of them, he gave me this look like, bruh, didn't I just tell your ass stop watching this? <laughs> But he couldn't really do nothing because he has to stand there, and at the same time, it's just like, man, that's just, that's just, man, he's he's cool. He ain't gonna do nothing. I, I, I was no threat to them. If I was like a GD nigga that was in the door, they probably be like, hey, bro, uh, you don't walk past here. But me, I just, me and my other homie, we just kept kind of walking by. Look, man, it was, oh man, it was like these dudes were like fighting because they had to. That's it. I mean, it, it was like, it's, I mean, imagine two people having a, if you had to fight somebody right now just because you had to and you knew there was rules and you didn't really want to fuck them up too much and you didn't want them getting kicked out of the dorm because they have a black eye. It was like a very like held back fight. Like they was tapping each other, but they was like, you could tell that they were not putting nowhere near their best effort, like nowhere near it. It was, it was terrible, right? Like, you know, I seen this one crip nigga get coerced into jumping a random dude. They didn't like this dude. They thought he was gay. They jumped him. And they were jumping him and stuff like that. And he whooped their ass. And they they was they were trying to steal his his bag of food, his commissary bag, stow bag, and he beat them up. They had another another crip nigga made another crip nigga. And these niggas don't know each other, bro. Oh, I got a good story to tell y'all in a second. Y'all ain't gonna believe this next one. And this this is where I'm gonna stop telling stories. He made the other crip nigga what one one little crip nigga fight the other little crip nigga cause they think the other little crip nigga gay cause he got a gay roommate and he be walking around doing slick gay shit and he 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 was kind of find out he was I ain't gonna say gay because he definitely had a girl always coming to visit him and he got children and stuff, but he definitely was at least bisexual, a bisexual crip, bisexual loking. Well, would, would, would that be chi-sexual or sisexual? Because you got to change the B to a C. Yeah. So anyway, so it's like he went over there and, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, they then they got to fight and the gay nigga won, like beat him up bad. Like, I'm talking about, this is like a movie scene, bro. Like, he... Like, it was bad, bro. Like, it was like, damn. Like, Lil Kurt, he was my roommate too, man. Like, the little Crip nigga, man. You know, he a little swollen, a chest-ass nigga. Like, but, man, he got beat up that day. If he heard this, he would probably laugh because he, 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 he admitted it. He couldn't lie. We all saw it. Nigga, we saw that shit. Everybody saw that one. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was messed up. Oh, I got the craziest story, right? So, we, had to, we would go to the club, me, and, like, I'm with these guys. You know, this whole group, this big-ass group of niggas, like, I don't want to say their name. But, like, you know, we go out to the club, and we go to, like, a lounge afterwards or whatever, right? Like, a nice-ass lounge. We got these two blood, little stupid, little young, little teenage blood niggas with us, right? And this is me in my 20s now at this point. Like, you know, like, yeah, we go in there. So, like, they, these two little niggas in there are flamed up. They got the red flags on, all red, boop de whoop soup whoop You know, they're in there. Bruh. So at one point, close to the end of the night, I go to the bathroom, bro. Tell me why one of the little blood niggas, and he's 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 a little menace to society himself, by the way. 
I want to throw that out there. This little blood dude is a little, he's a little menace to society. He's a, he's a little, he, he tried to rob me one time. I mean, he didn't actually like, nigga, give me that shit. But he was like setting it up. But he didn't know that my homie is his big homie who don't gangbang. So you can't, you feel me like put no politics on him. He's not restricted in that way. So he, because he, he's a, he's not a gang member. You know, he could really tell these little niggas what to do even more than the gang members could. So like they was trying to set me up. Cause I was trapping at the time, man. They didn't know who I knew. Cause I was trapping in the suburbs too. There, I guess they also thought I was sweet. So like we went somewhere, and I was with this dude. He's a very well-known dude in the streets in that area, south of where I was. For y'all who probably don't know, right? So he was really known on Franklin Road, you know, like all throughout Marietta, all that, all that, all that shit. Right back, back when it was kind of actually kind of bad I ain't gonna lie to you so you know um they were like oh shit oh and then they just kind of just left right but I I knew it was gonna happen so but they they didn't what they also didn't know is that the stuff that they were supposed to be buying was really from him not from me you know what I'm saying I was at that point more so a middleman now I, I had my own stuff but I'm saying is that like I was and that and that deal they were trying to set up they thought they were talking to me about these prices and stuff like that, that they were so-called, but they were really trying to rob me. It wasn't me that I was going to be. I didn't have that much work. He did. You see what I'm saying? So I, I brought them and they were like, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, shit. What up? What? What up? You see what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. And he told him like, bro, this nigga is my nigga. Like, y'all don't ever come over here on that stupid shit again. Like, y'all go home. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever come over here like that again. Like, this this is my homie. If you do something to him, you do something to me. So they're like, okay. It was no threats made, but it was just like, you know, young niggas think they're so smart. They don't know, like, what you doing now, I did when I was 13, 14 years old. Like, I could see a, I could see a jack move coming from a mile away. Like... We used to rob weed dealers for fun and to smoke. Like, it wasn't even to get money. Like, that's how stupid and dumb and young we were. Like, we would punch people in their face and take their weed, like, and run off or something like that or pull off in a car. Like, I I never really did that pull off in a car shit. But, like, some people around me, they would do that shit. Or or you take the nigga weed and just get out and be like, what you want to do? I'm keeping this, you know, <laughs> like give them the option without having to actually hit them. You know what I'm saying? Because you can go to jail for doing that shit. But anyway, so basically this dude was a menace to society, bro. This little nigga, bro. He go into the club, bro. We in the bathroom. I walk in the bathroom, right? And they're all just like piled up in the bathroom. Not everybody I came with, but him and his other little niggas. And then like this other group of niggas. I didn't know. I never seen these niggas before. So, like, you know, I saw them in the club, but they were not with us. You know, so these were, like, some New York-looking niggas. So, like, basically, I, like, moved past them, like, excuse me, like, I have to use a fucking bathroom. I don't know what the hell y'all gay niggas doing in here. And that shit is kind of gay, too, by the way. But anyway, so, like, you know, we go up in there, and I start, you know, pissing, whatever, like that. And I'm listening to these niggas naturally. You know how sometimes you ain't got no choice but to listen to somebody's conversation because, shit, it's the only conversation that's going on. Bruh, what's basically going on is this. You got this young nigga. I think his name was TT or some shit like that. You got this little young nigga, bro. He's like 17 years old. Literally. 
He's a kid, bro. He's a dumbass kid and thinks he's grown, right? He's like 16, 17 years old. And you got this older nigga who says that he's a blood and that says that he's from this set. He said that he's a five-star or a three-star general of blood. I forget what set he was supposed to be. I think he was Billy or something like that. And he whoop de whoop He's telling him, he's like, bro, I really like them shoes, bro. Like, he basically trying to tell this nigga, like, because of my rank, because of who I am in these streets, like, you should just give me your shoes. And here's the craziest thing about it, y'all. It wasn't even like he was holding the nigga up. He wasn't robbing him. He was just trying to tell this nigga, like, I am this blood and I am that blood and I really want your shoes. And my whole thing is like, and his homies next to him, like, bro, do not get his nigga your shoes, bro. I swear to God, bro, don't get his nigga your shoes, bro. Bro, you tripping, bro? Cause the other little nigga, cause I came out of the the the, the, the stall and I kind of just stood there for a second. Let me watch this. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I didn't know it had got this bad. It's like a pimping system, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really couldn't believe this, and I really wanted to see my own two eyes. This tough dude who he thought he could even rob me. You know what I'm saying? Like really give his shoes to a grown-ass man and our night is not finished we still gotta go back to to the city we gotta go to waffle house we gotta go to ho's house who's whose shoes you gonna wear you finna walk around with no shoes and socks bro i kid you not bro even though this nigga's homie was literally screaming at him like bro if you do this shit you lame you a hoe and the other nigga telling him like Hey, bro, this blood. You blood? Are you blood? We bloods. He's he's really, he's like using blood love to like get this. Like he's not like. I mean, he was kind of being firm about it. Don't get it twisted. Like it almost did kind of seem like he wasn't gonna let bro leave that bathroom without taking his shoes. You know what I'm saying? But like he wasn't coming like that. He was talking to him like basically almost entitled. Like nigga, like I'm. Like, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, you are a foot soldier, so you're supposed to, you know, bless me and stuff. Like, all this weird-ass shit. But I really wanted to stand up for the kid, but I'm like, wow, he, you can see it in his eyes. He really was, like, hanging on to this guy's every word. And I feel like he wasn't even scared. Because it was way more of us than them. Like, and we, even though we don't gangbang, all of us would have rammed, rammed inside that bathroom and beat bro to death. Like, honestly, like, it was those type of niggas I used to hang around. Like, we, me included. Like, I w- we would have beat him to death in that bathroom. Excuse me, by myself. Because I, I left the bathroom at one point. And I went, I told the big, big, big CEO. Like, I was like, hey, bro, his name Jay. I was like, hey, Jay, you know that your, your little niggas in there basically get impressed about some shoes on some gang shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? And they went in there. But at the end of the day, once again, the gang politics are so strict and so tight. Like, it's like nobody can really get involved, bro. Bro, I kid you not, bro. About five minutes later, bro, I'm st- I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, this is, this is, wow. This is, this is really weird, right? This is, I, I have other stories, but this one in particular really, really made me look at, like, modern gangbanging, like, what is this shit? Like, what's even the, it would never have had a point, truthfully, but it, what is the point now? Like, why would you sign up for this type of stuff now? Like, unless you have these type of evil intentions, right? Because if it's supposed to be blood... Now, look at it. I told you what Crips stand for. Blood love. Was it blood Blood love overcomes oppression and destruction in society, right? This is what... This is what they say. Blood... Blood... Look, the first, first letter. Blood love. What kind of love... What kind of love is this if you would want me walking around shoeless on a Saturday night with the homies? 
whether you forcing me out of my shoes or convincing me, either way it goes, why would you even try to convince me? If you love me, why would you even want to see me walk around looking like somebody robbed me? How am I supposed to explain this to anybody tonight? Like, when I go, if we go to the hose house and, I, and they say, why you got no shoes on? Where your shoes at? Oh, you know, I'm a blood and... I met this other blood and he told like how do you how, how do you sound cool explaining that to somebody like how do you do that bro this nigga walked out the bathroom with no shoes on bro them niggas had to go home we went on to have a good night that two niggas them two niggas had to go home this nigga walk, I kid you not bro walked out of the bathroom with no shoes on bro I'll never forget that shit if I ever make a movie about my life I gotta put that as a scene in there my bad um there's a lot that's going on with this situation that makes it bad right I had to put I, I'd have to put that in, in a movie right this is the thing about this. That's what I'm trying to say about this gang banging stuff. Like at this point, it has shown itself. Okay, if you were original gang member, cool. You know what I'm saying? You, you've seen, you thought something was going to come from this. You thought this was going to be an organization. You guys thought that you guys were going to have this. You guys thought that you guys were going to have that. But that's just not the case. Right or wrong. Right? And what, what years and years have shown is that it has amounted to nothing. Nothing good has come from gangbanging. Nothing good at all. Nobody, no, nothing good. You know what I'm saying? And like for all y'all who are sitting there thinking, well, about gangbanging rappers who have made it or whatever like that. No, you can't count consider it either. I mean, I would, if I was the game, you know, the rapper of the game. I'd feel insulted if you said that the only reason why I was made it is because I'm a blood. I, I'm a great rapper. You think Snoop Dogg only made it because he was a crip? Don't nobody even care that Snoop Dogg is a crip. My generation, we care more that Snoop Dogg smoked weed. You see what I'm saying? Like, I didn't listen to Game because he was a blood. I listened to Game because his music was good. Like, he could have been anything. How many rappers I listen to that don't gangbang? The best rappers in the world don't even gangbang. Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Drake, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Nas. Ain't none of them niggas in no gangs. No, no, no. And then one of them I just named, he tried to be in the game. Look what look what it did. This is a dude who had everything. Had everything. But he wanted to go gangbanging. And look what it did. It cost him his life. Tupac died. Tupac lived as a poet, as an actor, as a hit selling rapper, as a poet, as an activist. As a son of an activist with Black Panther in his bloodline, he died as a blood. He died as a gang member. Nipsey Hussle died as a gang member. He didn't get killed by the Illuminati. He didn't get killed by the CIA or FBI. He didn't get killed by a record label executive or some, you know, on some on some shady business. He got killed by a nigga in the same set as him. He got killed by a Rolling 60 neighborhood crib. 
Tupac got killed by a South Side Crip. It was gang business as to why they jumped that man at that casino that night. It wasn't nothing more than that. It was gang business. That's why they did it. And Tupac went and put himself in the middle of gang business. And he caught some gang business behind it. This is one of the most controversial people that ever touched a microphone. It wasn't no white man. It wasn't no paid assassination. It was some crip nigga who killed him over some gang shit. You, y'all blood niggas jump me. I'm a crip. I come back to a drive-by. Sounds like gang banger to me now, don't it? Tupac, Nipsey, two kings killed on some gang banging shit. Over gang business. Nothing good has come from it. These guys have not established anything within their neighborhood. They still don't own those buildings. They still don't own their own buildings. You're claiming a neighborhood that most people living there are trying to get away from. And it's appealing. It is. Right? The concept of game banging gave gave the world a video game that people still play to this day. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It's appealing. It is appealing. Everybody throws up gang signs and pictures and stuff. It's appealing. Gang, gang is the coolest thing to say. Now I'm gang, gang shit, gang shit, certified gang shit. It's appealing. It's always going to probably be appealing. But maybe that's all it should be at this point. A culture piece. And that's cool. Because it, it, it clearly can't be anything else. They're not good criminals. They're not good at it. it they're, not, they're not good at anything positive. You know, some of them are, some of them as members are definitely. T. Rogers was definitely a positive blood. Uh, Red Rum was a positive blood. But, you know, Stack Stone is a positive blood. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, overall, the overall organization, once these guys grow up and become positive after doing 10, 15 years in prison half the time, like, you have to understand, like, there's a new generation of kids that's taking the same thing and it's not really working out for them. I mean, and think about it. Out of all these rich bloods that made it in the music industry or playing basketball, rich Crips, rich GDs, whatever, why nobody went back and made this thing an official thing? So that way, these kids don't have to catch RICO charges when they out here wearing red flag or blue flag. Why nobody went and said, you know, we're going to turn the Crips into an actual business. We're going to get an LLS and we're going to call our business Crips. Straight up. And we're going to push the envelope. And we're going to open up maternity wards and little schools and, 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 and maybe camps that teach kids martial arts and how to defend themselves or how to properly use a gun so they're not shooting up the whole block every time. Maybe they can just hit their enemies and, and everybody can just let, let them kill each other as they business. Like, I don't know. Like, nobody's opened up nothing. There's still, there is still not one piece of institution for these gangs. Now, I get some of y'all like, well, my, my big homie got a, yeah, that's your big homie in his city. Like, I'm talking about something for the whole, because Boy Scouts, they got something for all of them. Any other group, they got something for all of them. You might have to travel to go get it, but still, nonetheless, it's for all of them. And it's very much so known that it's every single body in that 
organization knows where to go. The Ku Klux Klan has more going on than the Bloods and the Crips. I'm pretty sure they got a system for their people. And I don't know that for a fact. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they would have a system for their people. We don't. And I want to say that what I what I what I what people don't realize is that I don't think gangs have to necessarily be a bad thing. And I I don't think it's too late to turn these things around. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a good thing that black men can find an organization. That's why I feel like the gangs, the gangs have even got even, in my opinion, even worse and even more pointless. They don't even, you know, like they said, they don't color bang. I mean, there's no real uniform to it no more. Like everybody has a uniform, you know, like everybody has a uniform. The police have to, they don't get to just wear shorts and they got to wear police uniform, EMT people have to wear EMT outfits, you know, firemen, you know, there's, everybody has a uniform, you know, every organization, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever, football teams, basketball teams, they all have a certain dress. Um, these, these, these gangs by now supposed to have really changed America. When you think about it, when you think about a bunch of, you know, angry people coming together with weapons and stuff like these people could have did a great thing for the community. In my opinion, it's been it's been over 50 years. By now, the Bloods and Crips should be the police of the neighborhood. Sounds crazy to a lot of people, but that's when you hear gangs as cops. But no, seriously, uh, the police should be the gangs to the. I mean, I thought this would all this shit started over neighborhood shit anyway. They're supposed to be the police. I shouldn't. If I have a burglar in my house or for, or a domestic situation, I shouldn't have to call 911. I should call the Bloods. Call the Crips. They come handle it. They come mediate. As a, at the bare minimum, they should have it set up like that by now. Somebody say, how would they do that? Oh, there's, there's definitely ways. We won't talk about on here. If you ever want to talk about it, we can always discuss it somewhere privately. Oh, but there are definitely ways where you do that. But see, the best time to have established something like that would have been back in the days. It's a little too late to kind of do that now. But then again, not really. You know what I'm saying? The best time to have done that would have been either way back when y'all first started or right around now, especially 2020. Y'all could have definitely hit it off in 2020 with all that autonomous zone shit. Like, tell them niggas straight up. Like, y'all cannot come over here no more. Like, we have the whole neighborhood support. And that's that's all you really truly need. I mean, we can go into detail more, like I said, offline as to, like, I've already thought about this, what, what it would take to really do that. But, you know, I'm just simply saying, guys, that like the gangs could have could could have been used for good. You have a very influential um, cultural system with somewhat of a structure, a ranking system. Um, there's generations that's been added to it, and it's gone and gone and gone. You would think that by now that there would be a little bit more to show from all of this. But instead I'd say it's gotten worse. Now, I don't I don't I don't personally feel like the violence has gotten worse. Maybe someone would disagree with me. Um but I I do kind of feel like just the old the whole even point of it at this point 
has just gotten stupid and ridiculous. And it's just gotten terrible. And it just it just needs to stop at this point. You know, if you're not going to take it and use it to do something great, which I feel like my homeboy told you about earlier, I think that's what he was trying to do. But it's like, how are you going to do that with the name Sex Money Murder? You see what I'm saying? Like how, you, I, how do you explain to people that y'all are a positive group called Sex Money Murder Bloods? You see what I'm saying? Like, it just... Like, you feel me? Like, and that's what we need right now as a, as a people. We need more, basically the opposite of gangs. We need organizations that are going to come through the community and, and grab the kids and go make them go clean up the neighborhood of all the litter and and teach them, you know, uh, proper defense move and techniques and how to defend self-defense with guns, knives, hands, nunchucks, bats, sticks, whatever teach them, you know, how to farm and grow their own materials, teach them knowledge and wisdom, you know, you see what I'm saying, like, that's what we really need, and that's, and a lot of those gangs, you know, what's crazy is, speaking of schools and stuff, the GDs and the Vice Lords, they used to have it like that, they used to have schools and all kinds of stuff, the GDs in Chicago, you know, I mean, just look how, like, the GDs, like, we talk about Bloods and Crips a lot, but the GDs really are a, a big disappointment. You know what I'm saying? The GDBD thing, the, the disciples nation, folk folk nation. Uh, it's a big disappointment when you see what the GDs and BDs have become. I mean, if it's a simple fact that GDs and BDs hate each other more than they even hate anybody else. They, you know, the po- I mean, look at all this energy, bro. If y'all put this same energy, I promise you, into these GDBD wars and these stupid, just even beyond the gang shit, this street nigga shit into something like really political like we literally could change the world bro like all just just imagine just i'm just gonna say this i know it's gonna be so dangerous to say this, but i'm just i'm just saying just imagine if instead of all of those dead bloods and dead crips and dead gds and dead bds that y'all all killed those were politics politicians i mean judges district attorneys prosecutors jury members superintendents you know people that are doing really corrupt shit cops like you know what I'm saying like imagine that like just imagine where we'd be right now imagine what we could do with that much power and liberation that comes from being able to put those mother mother lovers on their back like that the same way you go run down on on me if I was throwing up the wrong gang sign. You go run down. Like, it's, 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 I always wonder this about gangsters, right? Like, prosecutors, they go out into these courtrooms with their bare face, their whole, their whole name. You can look up where they went to school. You could find these people. They have a parking deck that they park at. I mean, it's, they're not like, what do you think? They just pop pop up in the building and poof away when they're ready to go home? Like, no, they drive a car to a certain... You, I've seen their parking deck before. I've seen the sign that says further... It tells you where they park. Like, y'all want to kill... Like, let's look at the 6ix9ine case. Those guys that are locked up want to kill 6ix9ine. Okay, cool. But how come they don't want to kill... The person who actually gave them the time that 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 went and talked to six nine. I mean, they don't want to kill that person. I could only imagine if back when the Italian mob and all those guys, and then eventually the the street gangs came up, the Bloods and the Crips and all these different street gangs in New York and Chicago and, and L.A. wherever, if these guys would have been murking off those prosecutors and judges, would 
A lot of you guys want some free my dog, free my dog. Your dog probably wouldn't be locked up right now. They wouldn't be like, you know, we ain't, we, I don't want to say too much because I feel like this is very dangerous. This, this type of conversation that they, they don't want nobody to have, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you know where I, where you can find me at. I'm just saying, if it was, if it was supposed to be done, you feel what I'm saying? Just imagine that. So even from a rebellious, anarchist, gangster side, it's led to nothing. No matter how you spin it or cut it. It's led to nothing. Y'all's OGs are, are poor. I mean, just look what you signed up for, bro. You signed up for a organization that was started by children. That is literally only really these days and for a long time now, fully productive in a setting of a jail. And a lot of gang members will tell you, a lot of gang members will tell you, they don't even consider certain niggas real till they go to jail. So you don't even really get to really get the full gang experience till you've been to jail, till you've played the game and lost. There's only way to go to jail is to lose. There's nothing winning about going to jail except for a gang member. And to a organization where all, well not all, but majority of the leaders and people who have been doing it longer than you end up handicapped, poor, on drugs, ex-cons, living in the same neighborhoods their whole entire lives and don't own anything. Yeah, they can sit up there all day and give you all this game, but don't have nothing. Through all the drug dealing, you got a whole network of people you literally, when you stand there as a double OG, you have employees. You could take them and you can have them go hit a lick, or you could teach them how to cut hair. I mean, and have a barber shop. Like it's it's just you have it. You have it better than even some. You have more control over these kids and these their parents do. They listen to you. Before their parent, when I was when I was in it, I was a teenager. I was a young teenager, and I listened to. Gang members before my parents. The gang was my God. As y'all don't realize too, the way some of y'all gang bang, these gangs are y'all's religion. Being a blood, for real, when you think about it in its full essence, is a religion. Being a crip is a, that's a religion. How could you be a, a active gang member for real, for real, and also an active you know, uh, I put it this way. You either Jesus disciple or you gangster disciple. See what I'm saying? You either got the blood of of Pyru or you got the blood of Christ. You could be you could be under Cuz or you could be under Christ. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing good come from it. Then this is what you're following. Some of y'all right now that's listening gang bang. I hope so. I hope somebody would have shared this with a gang member. And your big homie is broke. The nigga you follow up under is broke. And some of y'all, y'all so desperate to be in a, in a gang, you will really let a loser ultimately put you under him and under his authority. And the gang thing is such a 24-7 thing. His authority really goes into more of your life than you would even originally think. 
Where can this nigga lead you? Where can this organization lead you? Because the only niggas I see really benefiting off this shit for real, for real, is the rappers. The niggas who rap and gangbang. Like, that's it. Because you can use that gang network that you got to get in contact with rappers who would normally not talk to you. You know, does that make any sense? And it does happen. And if you if you if you ever been involved in the rap the rap game, you know what I'm saying. You know the how, how true what I'm saying is true. I I've, I've told a nigga to do it before and it worked. I told my cripping homeboy. I said, "Oh, you rolling, you rolling, whatever. Oh, day day rolling, whatever. Y'all from this, yeah. But you need to use that crip shit to get in contact with him. A couple months later, I saw him on Instagram hanging out with day day. So it's just like that shit works, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because them niggas be having obligations. You got to remember that gang shit keep... keep, And that's another thing. It, it keeps you too leveled out. And a little too humble, in my opinion. Because when you make it that big, you're not supposed to be talking to random niggas from neighborhoods you never know. You don't know nothing about this nigga. You don't know nothing about him. But that gang shit can make somebody as big as Chris Brown have to talk to me. I can... My homeboy, he's he 5'9 brim, Cardi B 5'9 brim. They seen each other in traffic. She had no choice but to sit up there and talk to him. Because he told her who he was. She didn't know who he was, but the fact that he's from the same, you see what I'm saying? He probably could name one mutual name they might have in between each other. Because he's from Atlanta and Riverdale, but they're from the Bronx. But there's not that many 5'9 brims in the world. So it's like, when you think about it, bro, like these folks be having to talk to people now. How much bullshit can they bring into your life where you feel this obligation to this? Oh, damn, he from the same set as me. I got to sign this nigga or do something for him. You wouldn't do nothing for nobody else. You, you can meet a nigga that you actually have a lot in common with, that you actually like and still feel like, nah, I ain't going to help that nigga. He on his own, every man for himself. But this nigga, he really don't even like like that. But because he sex money murder and you sex money murder, or because he's a Hoover and you a Hoover, you got you to gotta fuck with him. Or even worse, you can meet somebody and actually like them, but because they're from a certain gang or certain set, you can't be their friend. But you have to be friends with this guy who, because he's a part of the gang that you're in. But you don't really like him. But you got to give him noodles when he when he comes into your dorm. You see what I'm saying? Like this is what it's about, bro. Like this is what you sign up for. This is what it is. And at the highest peak of active gang banging, bro, you'll have a room full of ramen noodles, bro, and honey buns. That's when you know you've made it as a gang member. <laughs> oh my god. You don't feel like that's not pathetic? The existence like that, living like that is not pathetic? Man, you have a lot of growing to do. You got a lot of growing to do, man. I, I don't judge because I've been there. I was on gang probation and all. Like I was I was there. Possibly, I'd say, out of everything I've ever done, one of my biggest regrets was joining a gang. One of my biggest regrets. 
honestly. Because even once I was done with it, it, it the effects of it lasted, I'd say to this day, honestly. I, I'd, when I think deeply about it, you know, from a ripple effect, you know, um, I don't have any direct consequences from it right, right now, but from a, the ripple effect of things, um, yeah, I would definitely say that game banging and it's been over 13 years has been about it's going on 15 16 years since I was an active gang member and I'm telling you the effects of it uh, still roll in even the bad memories just it's just the, the, the people I know that I shouldn't know, bro. I would not know. I don't want to know them. The the, the fact that uh, the consequences of a lot of things that I put myself in, a lot of the situations, has affected my family when I think about it, you know? It, it caused my mom to move. That's why, that's why my mom moved to East Cobb, the, the suburbs. You know, I mean, that wasn't the only reason why, but that was a big part of why she moved over there to get me away from the crowd of people I was I, I was with. I was I was locked up when she moved. They came and dragged me out of her apartment before we moved for a robbery charge and assault. You know, there's nothing good that comes from it. And it's it's sad when I look out and I see there there's for, for a while, I thought it was done. I'm not even. I thought, okay, if you're not in it by now, you know, anybody, ain't nobody stupid enough to become no gamer. But no, it's still young niggas every day getting jumped in, blessed in, whatever, into gangs. You know, it's crazy. See this all the time. I did ask see this all the time. And I'm just looking at them like, do you know what you just signed up for? Now, it's really watered down for a lot of them. Like, honestly, for a lot of them, as long as they can pretty much stay out of jail, or if they do, I, I guess, maybe land around other little dumb niggas like them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really watered down. Like, I, I, I'm not too sure either at the same time. I'm not really that much in the mix. I remember when I was in it, we were active every day. Yeah, every day we were looking to fight somebody, break into something, do something. We would go on what we, what we used to call missions. Now, to this day, I don't know if they got that term from Grandpa Thado or just if that's really just what it's always been called, but we would go, we would go on missions. <laughs> We were going missions, and that's what it was. I, I don't know. These kids now, they just join the gang, and they do the handshakes and say little sayings, and to them, their blood's because of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Or their crips or whatever they are because of that. But, like, when I was younger, you had to really, like, go do stuff. Not good things. Bad things. You know? 
I would hope that the gangs now are trying to shape shape into more of positive things. Because really, the Bloods and Crips are supposed to be a middle finger to the white man, in my opinion. Like, oh, y'all dismantled the Black Panthers? Well, fine. Now we got Bloods, Crips, GD, Vice Lord, BD. And we all on the same type of shit, the Panthers are on. Now you got to deal with, it's like I told y'all about Kevin Samuels. They, they, they thought they got rid of Kevin Samuels, but now the next guys who come up, they're worse. Minister Jap, whew, if you don't like Kevin Samuels, you ain't going to like Minister Jap. <laughs> You know, and, and Tommy Sotomayor, all these guys come up, you ain't gonna like them. You know, it's kind of like that with the gang banging, man. You know, gang the gang stuff, it's stupid. 50 years later, nothing. Nothing. All the money. You see it all the time on the news. Street, street gang, $4.5 million drug bust. All the money. Nothing. Because as united as these niggas claim to be, it's really every man for themselves in the long run. And I tell you this right now, all you young gang members, if you ever get in trouble, for real, for real, your homie's not going to come keep visiting you. They're not going to keep putting money on that phone. But I'm, I'll, I'll tell you who will, though. That mom that you don't listen to, but you'll listen to your, your big homie, that dad that you don't listen to, but you listen to the big homie. Yeah, those people are going to keep money on the phone. They're going to come visit you when you're 60, 70, 80 years old, if they're still alive. And it's going to be those people's funeral that you may happen to miss that you're going to feel the most upset about. It's going to be the moment your little sister graduated from high school that you missed because you was in jail because you wanted a gangbang. That's what you're going to miss. That's who's going to miss you the most. That's who's going to, you know, wish you went down a different path. Right now, you're drunk. You're drunk off of the glorification of the ghetto. You're drunk off of needing an identity. You're drunk off of wanting to be a part of something. You're drunk off of credibility. That's where I really, you know, became a gang member. For me personally, it was like, yo... I was noticing that there was people that people were fearing. You know, when you're young and dumb, you especially in the black, you want to be feared. You know, you feel like it's a place of protection. It's really from a place of you fearing and you being scared, right? But anyway, you want to be feared. So people leave you and don't mess with you. Because, you know, young niggas is like animals, man. Like hyenas when you go to school. And I was noticing that there was kids that was getting all of this fear. I'm like, why are y'all so scared of him? Like, we've never seen him fight. We ain't never seen him do nothing. Oh, he's a blood. Oh, he's a crip. And I was like, damn. Uh, I do stuff. I want to be feared too. I I deserve to be feared as well. And that's, that's the only reason why I joined the game, but that, that played a big role. So right now you're drunk. And one day you will be sober. I don't know what it's going to take. Hopefully you're like me and you catch a break. And you just get to move away from people. And obviously we were all kids anyway. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't seen them niggas for years. By the time I ran to them niggas again, they were like, 
I mean, you can be with it or you don't have to, bro. <laughs> like, they pretty much gave me the option, and I was like, yeah, I'll see y'all niggas later. Good luck. Hey, man, it was nice knowing some of y'all niggas back in the day. Hey, man, remember when I did this? Remember? Hey, hey, no, 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 you know, all right, deuces. Basically. Essentially. To a certain extent. I mean, there's other, other moving parts that I won't speak about on here, but yeah. Essentially, that's kind of how it went down for me everybody's not going to get that type of uh, exit. That was God intervention because it wasn't even just me that moved. A lot of people did. These people went to jail for a couple of years. She just got dismantled. I mean, it wasn't that much of a strong connection anyway. What you got to really think about is how much, how much are you willing to give up for this? Because when you're when you when you when you drunk, you don't care. It's like a crackhead. Crackhead go all day without eating food. So like when you sober up, that list you just had in your head of what you're willing to give up, that's what's gonna be gone. You see what I'm saying? And if you got kids, even worse. So yeah, you gotta really like really do some do some real like deep diving and thinking when you're looking into these type of situations. You know what I'm saying? Like these these situations ain't what y'all think they are. So just just take the time to really like do your research and and look at what it is that you're following behind. Look at this thing that we worship in our culture and in our society that is literally just so rooted in just immaturity at the end of the day dysfunction just nothing good at all you know what I'm saying like nothing good nothing productive nothing of any progress for our for our people or anyone standing next to us like once again just to leave you on this note like started by children has claimed the lives of children left behind mothers to cry and pick up the pieces you know what I'm saying like it's, it's, it's a prison pipeline it only really works in jails. Like, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, this this is what you're joining. Just remember that. This is what you're getting yourself involved with. This is what you're going to be repping at 33 years old. An organization. If it wasn't for the masses, you have to understand how embarrassing this is. See, if we were to take away, and this is how, this is how life really works. When we get a lot of numbers, we ignore shit. But if you were to look at it as an individual, you'd be like, this is kind of pathetic. I mean, if you didn't have a bunch of them and there was only one 60-year-old guy in America like, yeah, I'm blood and I'm, I was born of blood and I'm, you'd be like, this nigga sounds like a fucking kid. This is who you follow behind. Your big homie is broke. Your big homie can't get a job. Your big homie work at a temp, through a temp agency. Which I'm not knocking men who work. Or we have to go through a temp agency. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that if I so if I go grab another dude at a temp agency who's not a blood, would you follow behind him? So why would you go follow behind this one? You see what I'm saying? Like it's just a reality. I'm just telling y'all the reality. We've had enough people play this game and lose to see it's not a game for you and me. You see what I'm saying? Shout out to the OGs and double OGs or whatever like that because 
without them, we we wouldn't have the blueprint to see like this is not a path. And that's what so many of them tell y'all. Don't don't join this shit. Y'all just don't listen. And then now look at you. One day you'll be that Newport smoking, car borrowing nigga because that's who you followed behind. That's who you followed behind. It's gotta be more to this, man. It's gotta be more to this, man. It's got to be. It's your boy Tommy V. Raw Sex, and I'm out.